This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic. Hello and welcome to Everyone's a Critic, our arts review show. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and on the show we will be discussing and critiquing various works from local and international artists, the art scene, and this will include performing arts, the visual arts and anything else really that broadly falls within the arts category. So today we're going to be speaking about an art exhibition by a Malaysian artist, Haris Rashid, and it is a show called 333 that's currently on at Zan Arts space until the 28th of March. And joining me today to help review the show is Rupa Subramaniam, who herself is an artist as well as uh, an arts organizer. Thanks for joining me, Rupa. Thanks for having me, Sharmila. So uh, we checked out um, Harris's show uh, just about a week ago. Um, And I have to say, I think we both came away with a lot of very positive emotions, which I think we didn't necessarily anticipate because it was a show that's pretty much birthed during the pandemic, right? Yeah, I think just the idea of going for a show now feels like a privilege, right? Like um, getting access to go for a show. I think when I came away from that show, I was just in like on such a high, I I couldn't really describe it, but... um, and I can't really pinpoint to what it is, whether the use of his bright colors and, um, you know, all this astral visuals that was like very spacey. Um, it just kind of left me feeling like, okay, you know what, this pandemic is bad. <laughs> but, um, you know, someone who then spent time in solitude to reflect about himself, uh, to reflect about how far he's going or really where he wants to go. I think all these things, all the questions one should be asking yourself, uh, Harist asked himself and it came out with his art. And and I think that's why we felt so, um, yeah, so, so maybe mesmerized by the whole show. Harris is known for his use of these uh, lush colours and really rich kind of imagery. His his paintings and his canvases are often, you know, they're always very filled and they're almost like bursting out of the frame. Um, but this one, um, I think it was also the timing. Uh, as you said, it for me, it was the first show that I, I caught um, after the MCO sort of opened up a little bit and art galleries could reopen. And I think there was some sense of suddenly being able to... Um, I don't know, in a way, do some of the things that we weren't able to do, travel virtually by looking at his images, um, dream, and, 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 and there's all of this, the, the folklore and the mythology and the fantasy that he's drawn on. Uh, just, I think, the sheer colors, it makes you feel, I mean, for those of us who have pretty much just been within four walls, um, just seeing these colors and these images really helps a lot. And I mean, I don't want to undermine the skill or the quality of the work that has gone into what he's done. Mm -hmm. But I did think when I was seeing, uh, when I was walking through this exhibition that um, it's really nice to be amidst artwork that doesn't just work on an artistic and 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 a conceptual level, but also just really is beautiful. I think we could all use some beauty in our lives right now. (laughs) Yeah, I think and um, beauty comes from a certain kind of pain, right? Mm. And, and that's exactly what the show is about, that this pandemic is that sort of uh, painful experience to navigate, you know. But um, really, that is a reminder of the fact that we are all alive, that we can feel something, right? I think um, 
the past few years we've we've pushed ourselves to go so fast and really strive you know bigger better stronger and this show was really just about like hey okay we have slowed down what did we get out of slowing down you know uh, where did we travel with our minds where did we travel with our hearts and those were the the i think really good questions that haris was answering with his visuals. Yeah, I I I and we've both used the words uh travel several times and yeah. I think that's really interesting within the context of this work because um uh, there's a lot of non there's a lot of internal travel I think I want yeah. to say um right from the name of the exhibition which is 333 which um I understand just from a brief chat with Harris it has its roots in things like numerology um but then the works themselves also um there's a lot of spirituality it explores ideas of uh, magic it explores ideas of storytelling and I think in some ways that's why it works so much because it um it doesn't shy away from the loneliness there's a lot of loneliness there's a lot of intimacy which i think is the is the mirror of of loneliness as well yeah. uh, there's a lot of being trapped in spaces which comes through in a lot of the works as well but within those contained spaces within the within the tightness of the works um there's a lot of expanse there are many visuals there are things happening there there are lots of things happening in each of the frames which i love you have to kind of stand and examine each work to find all the different elements that he's put in there um but for me actually what i loved was the textures right um mm-hmm. the the joke for me was that uh, there were all of these notif- notifications everywhere saying don't touch the artwork <laughs> and honestly i've not in a long time felt like i wanted to touch works as much as these they're so tactile um he does a lot of mixed media work everything feels like something you want to touch and feel again mm-hmm. i don't know whether it's it's a it's because we haven't had this kind of stimulation in a while and this whole shift to digital um got me thinking like when you took a photograph of one of his works we both realized immediately that it's not doing justice mm-hmm. to seeing it in person right and this is one of those shows there's no way you could do an online exhibit of it and get the same equal experience as seeing it in person uh what i like about his uh exhibition this time around compared to his solo that he did in 2016 in publica previously um there was sort of a disconnect between the subjects he was painting um and who he was and then this time around it is just so it now feels really genuine you know it it feels like he's put himself out there in this in these paintings um and i think that's very precious um uh, for someone to sort of like wear their heart on their sleeves and you know try to put them out on paint i think to that note of um feeling almost like he's grown up in a sense with this exhibition um, some of it or maybe all of it rather really has to do with the fact that the works feel for all of their flights of fantasy the works feel very grounded they feel mm-hmm. very um, they feel like they're exploring very very adult real notions um one of my favorite pieces is this beautiful painting of a merman um uh, and you just see his back and he's sort of half poised um out of the water and it it's it's night it's not a day painting i'm i'm really not doing it justice it's it's extremely <laughs> beautiful and it's called dua alam and the thing yes. with that painting is that 
Yes, on the one hand, these are images that we see a lot in in fantasy-inspired paintings. It's not unusual to see works like this. Mm -hmm. But uh, there is a groundedness. There's a sense of, um, you know, everything from from the title to um, the fact that you don't see the merman's face, the um, sensuality of the way the body is pictured, the the textures, um, lends itself to a very much more uh, real and grounded narrative of uh, being stuck between two uh, worlds, uh, this idea of not quite idea of identity, questions of sexuality, which I think um, requires a certain amount of sophistication of idea and, and not just, I want to make a pretty painting. And, and that's what I, I felt about this exhibition. Yes, a lot of the works are really beautiful, but you said, you know, beauty comes from pain. I think, yes, beauty comes from pain, but I think a lot of the beauty comes from a lot of thought being put into that work. Yep. And I agree. I think... Um you know, when he first started his his prints in um, public, I think this was 2012, 2013, um, you would find a lot of his work would is really gorgeous, but it's also something that you could kind of find the technique or, or similarities in, in those works with artworks that you could search on Pinterest, for example, mm-hmm. right? But now he's taken all of those same elements, but he's made it his. Um, and this particular scene that you're talking about, this merman, dual alarm, right? Um, it's gorgeous because you can almost be transported to Pula Kapas when you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't really um, put in any intricate uh, details about it being Malaysian in that sense. And I don't really know how to pinpoint it that he's made it so Malaysian. He's made it really Nusantara in that sense. And I, I suppose it's the use of the colors, you know. Um, there's a lot of browns, you know, and there's a lot of like this earthly tone. Um, I suppose if you have camped in a full moon night uh, by the beach, uh, you'll get what I say. I'm saying with this with this particular painting. Uh, he oozes all of that. So let us know, have you watched Harris Rashid's 333? Uh, Do you intend to catch the exhibition? It's currently on at Zan Art Gallery until the 28th of March. You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and together with me today is Rupa Subramaniam, artist and arts organiser. And together we are reviewing Harris Rashid's latest solo exhibition. It's called 333 and it's happening at Zan Art Space until the 28th of March. Um, So earlier we were... I think we were just sort of talking through and, and frankly, really uh, enthusiastically sharing our impressions of the exhibition and the feeling of actually finally being able to go to an exhibition after a pretty long time. Um, Rupa, I wanted to I wanted to start off this side of the conversation by talking about technique. Um, you know, what did you think of the kinds of techniques that Harris has used in this exhibition? Um, how, and how does that fit into that larger narrative that he's trying to tell? What was amazing about his show this time around is that he really broke through and you can see that in um, the choice of uh, mediums that he uses as well. He's always been really creative in using sort of like um, multimedia um, uh, stuff to bring his ideas out. But I especially really loved um, his collection of pieces on wood. 
um, so there was this one particular work I couldn't I couldn't get my eyes of it, and I was really upset that it was already sold. Uh, it was called it's called Daydream, and it's uh, three pieces of wood sort of like uh, stuck together, and so. Um, and the wood doesn't really have any rhyme or rhythm, right? It's it's sort of abstractly cut. And when I spoke to him, he said, no, he knew he wanted to paint um, trees on it. And uh, and so I was curious whether, you know, he decided to uh, put these pieces of three wood together and that's why it became three, 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 or, you know, he got... He said it, it, it sort of worked around and that was the first painting he made. Um, so Daydream has uh, three um, three woods layered on it. And so the most further one is, is a scene of like trees and just the sky. And then there's this bright yellow um, piece of wood in, in the middle. And then you have got really detailed um, ink sort of drawing um, on, on a circular wood. And... As an artist, I, I, it feels like almost these are three different styles that don't go, um, that don't get along, right? So for someone to, to sort of piece them together and then make it look so effortless and and quite yummy, <laughs> in a way, because of that yellow, right, that he has in there, it it just pops everything out. Um, so I loved that, and then I also really loved his confidence um, for one of the other paintings called, I think, "Fawn of You." Fawn, True. as in F A W N, because it's a, it's a baby deer, basically. Yes, yeah. and it's a, it's a, it, it kind of reminds me of Sankanchil in a way, but uh, this, if I may call it Sankanchil, <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like it's in this little room, um, and there's a very intricate. Uh, carpet that it's sort of like really cozy and sitting down in the middle of the room and you can see in that in that room um, there's like sort of a distant landscape as well but what's great about this painting is that beneath sort of the shades of white that he has painted all over this painting is actually really intricate details and um (laughs) For an artist, it's uh, we are always so afraid of ruining our paintings, right? <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know when to stop. So, you know, you, you paint and you paint and then you're like, oh, okay, you go towards a certain extra brush stroke and then suddenly you've just destroyed the whole thing. <laughs> and, and there's no control Z for you to go back and say, <laughs> I, I want to undo that, right? Uh, and that doesn't work with, with um, acrylic and oil paintings like this. So... The fact that this guy has so confidently just slapped white paint on top of all this intricacy also shows his maturity as an artist. Um, and, and that's what I mean by like, I think the word for him really this time is breaking through because um, it's not just in, in, in the choice of like how he's chosen to paint on things, right? He's, he's uh, painted on Kain Sarung as well and then on Tika as well and... Um, of course, when we spoke to the the gallery owner, they they actually said he was making use of all the materials he had at home, yeah, um, because of the pandemic. Because of the pandemic, but um, what a what a beautiful turn of events that using the resources he had made them become a lot more stronger. Yeah, so I um, I really loved the works that he did. Uh, the one on the uh, Tika Mengkuang is called Abidara. And yes. um, then the one that's on a kind plikat is called Batin. Um, they're both not really presented as 
they don't need to work together, but in some ways they do because they are both uh, materials that very much remind you of home. They remind you uh, of, in particular, very Malay kind of aesthetic, a Malay home. Um, and and both are actually very different because Batin, the one on Palikat, is, is very intricate. You know, there's a tiger and there's, there's colours and a lot of things pop up and it feels very fantasy-inspired. Meanwhile, mm. the one on the Tika is actually deceptively simple it's it's almost it's, it's just it's a black drawing of a plant on the tikka but the texture of both fabrics and and i think i think our own memory projection of of what we project onto these materials really kind of comes together very well to tell these kind of very local narratives, which is something you said earlier about the merman painting as well, the sense of Nusantara, the sense of um, a localness. And I think that's particularly what I like about all of his works because the motifs he uses, you know, flowers and and whether it's tarot, whether it's crystals, there's always a very um, rooted local sense to these works. Um, They feel very much of um, our familiar landscape. And I enjoy that. I enjoy going into something which feels um, quite, I think, paradoxically, both like it's, it allows you to explore all of these things, but at the same time brings it home in a way that feels very familiar. And then this, this, the glorious piece of the hangman, uh, which <laughs> yes. sits at the end of the whole show. Um, and you really have to kind of like go in front of it and then step back behind, you know, a couple of feet and then look at it, you know, wholesomely and then go back and look at it inside. Yes. <laughs> there was uh, like, hangman is know. one of my favorite works in the whole collection as well. Yes, and um, and I think we both had this this thing where we so it's really hard to describe the painting, so I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, but it's it's got like this. He's got feet crawling above the painting, and and the feet is almost like um, kind of um, there is gravity to the feet, but the feet's almost spacing out in, in the universe. And, and then it's sort of like scraped with all these plants, which is very dreamlike. And so if you're walking across this, you, you see all of these things. But what you don't notice is actually there is a, um, there's a human um, skeleton at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that only is quite apparent when you take a few steps back. Um, and and observe it again. And then it sort of like anchors the painting in a completely different note. You know, to some people, maybe this is dark and he does use a lot of black in this um, in this particular piece as well. But it is still so beautiful, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's um, the darkness here is not a, a frightening kind of darkness, but rather sort of like, you know, I've, I've embraced you as part of like what, I have in me sort of a darkness. And I love how um, the, the, the black and whites in, in this particular piece also contrast against each other, but it's also still very harmonious to look at as an overall piece. No, it's a, for me, it's, the, it's an encapsulation of both um, the entire exhibition. In a way, it brings together all of that beauty, the beauty and the ugliness and the intimacy and the loneliness, all the contrasts that the exhibition has in one painting, but also in some ways, uh, really a depiction of uh, the whole year that all of us have had as well. Um, So, I mean, 
we can't even, I think, cover uh, half of what uh, is on, on show in Harris's yep. um, exhibition. Unfortunately, we are reaching the end of the time we have. But we've been talking about Harris Rashid's 333, which is an art exhibition that's currently on at Zan Art Space. And that's on until the 28th of March. For more information, you can visit zhanart.my. Uh, thank you, Rupa, for joining me. Thank you. This was a lot of fun to do. Uh, And let us know whether you plan to check the exhibition out. Uh, Do you like art exhibitions, especially uh, ones like these that draw on folklore and fantasy? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.